everyone, and welcome to the In the Scriptures Bible Study Podcast. I'm Lance Taylor. I'll be your host. This is a Bible study encouraging the opening of the Bible to personally examine the Scriptures, finding Christian answers for daily life, and helping equip individuals to better share God's Word. Uh, again, I'm Lance Taylor, and I'll be your uh, teacher today. Uh, I also work as the evangelist at Sandlin Road Church of Christ, and you can find more Bible study lessons uh, and sermons on our website, sandlinroadchurch.com, and on our Facebook page. Today, we're going to continue our uh, working through an outline of the books of the Bible. It took a little bit of a holiday break, a long holiday break, and uh, I'm glad that some of you have been uh, sharing and listening to the previous episodes. But in this episode, we're going to talk about the book of Joshua, the book of Joshua. Joshua is the sixth book of the Old Testament in the Bible, and uh, it's a really fun book to read and study about. In this uh, time in in the Bible history, things kind of pick up pace, and you start really seeing uh, the story of God's people unfold. And so as we look at Joshua as the sixth book of the Old Testament, uh, it's generally understood to be one of the first books uh, containing the primary Uh, national history of the children of Israel, uh, the people of God. And so that's something to kind of remember as we study this, that this is uh, beginning the books of history uh, concerning the children of Israel. I'm going to use two reference materials today. One is a book titled, What is in the Book? by Hort Houchin. And uh, the Old Testament volume covers the book of Joshua. I'll refer to it a few times throughout uh, this mes- this lesson, and then also I'm using uh, a book titled Overview of the Bible by David Dan. It's part one in that series that covers Genesis through Second Kings and Joshua being a part of that. Uh, both of these books you can <clears throat> purchase online at uh, truthbooks.com. I would recommend you maybe taking a look at that if you'd like to and follow along even uh, in some of these lessons. Uh, But a lot of the material tonight, uh, today on this lesson, will come uh, from uh, these two books in particular. Well, in looking at the book of Joshua, I just I want to first read the first few verses of the book to kind of get a feel for what the Scripture says itself, uh, introducing the book. So Joshua chapter one, beginning in verse one, reads: After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord. It came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, All the land of the Hittites and of the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, 
that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, and that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That's the first nine verses of the book of Joshua. And it really uh, outlines what's going to happen next and what's going to happen throughout the book. And that is that Joshua, as he takes over leading the people of Israel after the death of Moses, is going to lead the people of Israel to conquest and conquer the land that God had promised uh, to their forefathers, namely to their uh, ultimate patriarch, Abraham. It was the promise made to Abraham and his descendants all the way back in the book of Genesis that they would have this land. And this promised land is what Joshua is about to lead the people into to take over. And they're going to have to fight for it to do that. Let's talk about some of the details of the book in particular. Uh, we're going to see that throughout the book, no, it's going to start with uh, the lead up to going into the promised land of Canaan. And Joshua and his army will miraculously cross the Jordan River with the help of God. They'll cross the river on dry land. And then they'll go into the conquest campaigns of taking the promised land uh, from the nations that are there currently. And then it'll close in the latter part of the book with Joshua's death and the events that surround that and lead up to it. And so when you think about this, this is part of, in the bigger picture of the Bible timeline, a period of conquest uh, as they go to crossing this Jordan River all the way to the time of the death of Joshua when they really have then successfully taken the land of Canaan. And so the book is... Uh, appropriately named. It's named Joshua because Joshua is the central figure, the central character in this book. And then not only is it named after Joshua, but it is at least in part authored by Joshua. In the early part of the book, the author uses terms like we and us, indicated that he himself was the witness of the events that were being described. And so we would surmise from that that he was the author of this portion of the book. But also we see that later on we're, we're going to see that maybe it's not Joshua writing. Jewish tradition holds that Eleazar the priest wrote the account of Joshua's death and that Phinehas the son of Eleazar wrote the account of his father's death. And so there's you know maybe some transitioning there which would make sense as it's a part of history's excuse me, of Israel's history that's being told to us here in this book. And some may be concerned about the date of the book, and the real key point of that is that it's following the death of Moses. So it must have been written after 1406 B.C., uh, the year of Moses' death, uh, but it's stated that Joshua died at 110 years old. However, we're not really told exactly when uh, Joshua was born. So it's difficult to put an exact date on it. Some have calculated and estimated somewhere around 1380 B.C. Uh, may be uh, where this is, uh, where he may have died. And so, again, 
got to estimate the time period ultimately of its writing, but it was following the death of Moses, and it seems pretty immediate following the death of Moses in 1406 that it begins. When you think about the purpose of the book of Joshua, as you read through it, it's there's a number of things that would become clear as you study it. One is there's obviously a historical uh, purpose and meaning for the book. This is telling the history of the people of Israel, God's chosen nation that he's going to take to a promised land. And in this, uh, there's going to be just a number of times in which the scriptures teach about this fulfillment of the promises that were made to Abraham in God bringing them out of the wilderness, out of Egypt, out of the wilderness, and into the promised land, and conquering the promised land. And in the conquering and settling the land of Canaan, which is the promised land, uh, there's also going to be boundaries and allotments of the land that will be given to each of the tribes of Israel. And you can read about that in Joshua chapters 13 through 21. And then there are cities of refuge and cities of the Levites that are also laid out. You'll find that in chapters 21 and 22. And so all of this can be settled among the tribes of Israel in this book of Joshua. As far as a, a teaching purpose, the, the book of Joshua teaches uh, that God is always faithful in carrying out his promises. And, uh, you know, there have been many years that had gone since the time of Abraham, and even through all the years of Moses' leadership, there were a lot of ups and downs, many obstacles to overcome. There were many days in which maybe the, uh, the Jews, the people of Israel, would have thought, how could we ever get to a promised land? But uh, the book of Joshua teaches that God is faithful, and he carries it out even if there are obstacles in the way, even if it takes time. It's going to be done in God's time. And sometimes we need that encouragement too. And the book of Joshua certainly shows and teaches that. It also shows us that in order to enjoy God's blessings and promises, we've got to be faithful and obedient to Him. And so as the people were faithful to God, He was with them in their battles and in their taking over the cities and different parts of the land. But when they were unfaithful, when they were disobedient, then God, uh, God was not with them, and they had struggles and failures during that time. And the sins of the people of that land of Canaan that were being conquered, uh, they were seen as wicked, and God was destroying and taking away their in inheritance, if you will, taking away their possessions, in part because of their wickedness. Uh, and, and did that through Israel. Uh, in Brother David Dan's book, he always asked the question, how, how does this book relate to Jesus Christ? And Jesus is the central figure of the entire Bible, of all the scriptures. And so the book of Joshua certainly relates to him. Uh, Brother Dan points out that the Hebrew name Joshua means Jehovah is salvation. And it is the equivalent of the Greek name Jesus. And so in this Old Testament version, uh, Joshua and Jesus would be kind of the same name. And it makes sense. Joshua uh, leads God's people from the wilderness to the land of promise. And that foreshadows how Jesus as our Savior would lead us out of sin and into the promised land of heaven. Hebrews chapter 4, the first 11 verses in particular, shows that 
uh, picture of Jesus leading us into the promised rest of heaven. And so as God takes the people through whom Christ would ultimately come into the land from which Christ would come, Joshua is the leader of that, and it all really ties together in a very important piece of the study of the Scriptures. So inside the book of Joshua, I mentioned kind of the three big categories that we're going to have to do with uh, preparing to go into the land and then the uh, conquest of the land and then the death of Joshua. But inside of that, in the conquest of the land, there are three major military campaigns that Joshua's army uh, takes on against the inhabitants of Canaan. You could divide them up as a central southern and northern campaign. Uh, the central involved Jericho and Ai uh, and ends with a treaty that's made with the Gibeonites and that's in Joshua 15 through 16. The southern involved a coalition of kings led uh, by the king of, Jeru by, uh, king of Jerusalem and, and others who ultimately were defeated and that's in Joshua chapter 11. And then the northern conquest, Jabin king of Hazor in battle against Israel, he was defeated in Joshua 11, and the land uh, had rest from war at that time. So you've got three different major uh, military campaigns. If you like uh, to read about battles and kings and kingdoms and such, then Joshua is the book for you. You'll enjoy reading about these Bible wars that were going on. And so the division of the land will follow that, where... Uh, the tribes of Israel will get their allotments that they would have. And then it ends up, again, going toward the close of Joshua's life, and he's going to make two big uh, speeches before the people of Israel before his death and remind them of a number of things uh, during that time. In the first uh, speech that he gives to them, he's going to remind them uh, of what God has accomplished uh, by driving out the people that had previously inhabited Canaan and giving them the land. And you can find this in Joshua 23. He reminds them that God has provided this for them, reminds them that God will continue uh, to help them defeat their enemies as long as they're faithful and obedient to him. He also warns them about the disaster that would come to them if they disobey. And then in the second speech uh, that takes place in a, in a different setting, Joshua reminds Israel that their possession of the land uh, is because of the plans and promises of God. And it's by God's grace that this has been given to them. This is in Joshua 24 in the early part of the chapter. And then he charges the people uh, to go into the land and reject idolatry and to stay faithful and uh, strong in their service to God. That's in the latter part of this chapter. And so they're viewed in, in many cases as farewell speeches uh, given here by Joshua to the people of Israel. And it really comes to a, a beautiful ending in that. Uh, I want to take a moment and read a little bit from part of that in Joshua chapter 24. In Joshua 24 beginning in verse 13. And he's talking again, Joshua is talking to the people of Israel about what God has done. 
says, I have given you a land for which you did not labor, and cities which you did not build, and you dwell in them. You eat of the vineyards and olive groves which you did not plant. Now therefore fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river, and in Egypt serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Many of you may have seen that last quote uh, used on t-shirts or on home decor. It's a pretty popular quote and a very good one for any household to take on and uh, make it their own. He said, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I hope that's what you can say and what I can say, that in our households we'll serve the Lord. And it helps when we actually open up our Bibles and we go to the Scriptures ourselves, build our faith, and learn from these great books of the Bible. And so I hope this has been beneficial to take a few moments and spend some time looking at the book of Joshua. Thank you for listening to the In the Scriptures Bible Study Podcast. Until next time, I'm Lance Taylor saying so long.